Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt. As we're closing out our first season, we wanted to do something special for you, dear listeners. If you're really quiet, you might be able to hear someone's coming. Oh, who is that? Is that on the roof? <laughs> Michael Winslow, <laughs> cut out those bells, man. What are you doing? <laughs> this wasn't even supposed to be our Christmas episode. But there he, I guess we're going to do that now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, welcome to our Christmas episode. Yay. Do I have to keep this up the whole time? <laughs> Not only is it our Christmas episode, but it, you actually, dear listener, get two albums in one show. We wanted to give you a gift. Something that you can give to your loved ones. I've given you a subscription to a free podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's in your stocking. Reach in and grab it. Your virtual stocking. (laughs) We should create little photos of us that you can put in someone's stocking. It says, click and subscribe. (laughs) Best present ever. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, buy none, get two free. Yeah. So we're excited to do this episode. And then also after this one, we'll have one more episode for the year. That'll be our special listener's choice. That's right. Matt, I've been really looking forward to this episode because I love Christmas music. But before we begin, I want to settle something. Are you a a purist or a heretic when it comes to Christmas music? And what I mean by that is, do you play it all year round like a Walmart in August type of person or are you a post thanksgiving as our founding fathers intended (laughs) (laughs) sure sure yeah (laughs) so that's what i want to know i am traditionally a post thanksgiving kind of you're crossing your arms i am because i'm getting defensive defensive um i say i say traditionally since i have kids we tend to listen to christmas music much earlier than i would have okay years ago so you know, we're recording this before Thanksgiving. We've been listening to Christmas music for a couple of weeks already. Post Halloween, at least. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least we'll at least get the <laughs> after Halloween. We're not crazy. Give me something. Yeah. People think I'm a Scrooge because I'm very mean. <laughs> I'm mean, <laughs> but I'm not. I absolutely adore Christmas music. I have playlists upon playlists for even different times of day and events when it comes to Christmas music. I love it. I just don't want to hear it until after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. We, we won't get our Christmas tree up until after Thanksgiving. Okay. That's where we draw the line between being completely insane. Right. But I mean, I know folks who keep their tree up year round. Really? Yeah. And they'll they'll change it out. They'll you make it like a Easter tree or Valentine's. Or, <laughs> Seriously? But yeah, I mean that, that's that's a real thing. Uh, do they do it for each holiday, like mm-hmm. a, a a flag day tree and Arbor Day tree? Yeah. They, they put trees on trees. <laughs> <laughs> Little tiny trees. That's like real. a done thing. It's not a done thing. <laughs> it's a Raleigh thing. It's an everywhere thing. Oh my gosh. What world do we live in? And so the time is here. We have our Christmas episode lined up for you. As we were talking about it, we decided that we would each bring a Christmas album to review. But before we get started, we always like to talk about our memories. And so I guess this one is, what's your memory of Christmas music? And you know, I will I will say that for me, I think you know, a, a lot of my earliest <laughs> memories of uh, Christmas music 
I actually goes back to um, <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> oh, nothing. I'm kind of ringing in my ear. I don't hear anything. Uh, you know, like, oh, okay, I'm going crazy. Yeah. Sorry. I never. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll keep it still. No, no. I'm trying to think memories of Christmas music. Oh, so 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 for me, <laughs> <laughs> they're hard to keep still. <laughs> yeah, for me, I think one of the one of my earliest memories of of Christmas music was my mom had it was a Carpenter's Christmas album, like of people song. Yeah, 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 it was like <laughs> <laughs> and singing, <laughs> singing. Yeah. the Carpenter's <laughs> Christmas album. Okay. Um, and so I remember listening to that a lot. You're going you know, to and from school. I wouldn't say we were necessarily like a musical family. Like we didn't have music playing a lot at home. We would you know, listen to them, listen to music in the car. I remember having like a, I think it was a Chipmunks Christmas album when mm-hmm. I was a kid, which which looking back was is, is, is funny because there there were a couple of Chipmunks albums that really got me into music. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like I, I think one of my earliest albums was a chipmunk sing the Beatles, which was like my first like foray into Beatles songs. Huh. And they were, it was incredible. I did not know that existed. <clears throat> yep. And so um so I really give a lot of credit to Alvin Simon and Theodore <laughs> for opening the door to music for me. But I I, I do remember so like with with the uh, album that you know, I'll talk about today. I mean I remember I was probably you know, 12, 13 years old, kind of babysitting some kids in the neighborhood there dad had a record player with this album you know it was, it was really the first time that i'd paid attention to like a complete christmas album by an artist you know around like a theme you know if you will i think i even like quote unquote borrowed the album from him for a couple of years like i don't know if he knew i borrowed it yeah you stole not. it i stole it oh my gosh um, yeah um but yeah so i'm, I'm excited did you ever give it back i don't know if i did <laughs> Now that I think about it, I'm not sure. I mean, what says Christmas more like stealing Christmas? That's amazing. (laughs) What else did you steal from him? This is dignity. (laughs) Some babysitter. Yeah, that's kind of when I think about early exposure to Christmas music. Mm -hmm. That's what comes to mind. Thievery. All right. What about you? What's your thoughts on Christmas music as a kid? I don't know if you knew this, Matt, but I grew up an orphan. Hmm. And this was no cushy orphanage like they show in the movies. (laughs) Sure, yeah. (laughs) This is one where you had to work. Honestly, looking back on it, it was really forced child labor. Nobody knew any better at the time. That's just all that we knew. I took part. I did did my part. But there's this growing sensation in me. This just wasn't for me. I wanted something else. I wanted to be a dentist. (laughs) (laughs) And so... And... uh, (laughs) And when I made that known to uh, Papa Foreman, uh, <laughs> or I don't know what we call him, in no uncertain terms, he told me that that wasn't possible. Sure. Uh, which also, looking back, is kind of weird because there wasn't a dentist in the orphanage, or <laughs> we never saw a dentist. So you would think that he would maybe branch out a little bit and yeah, think, fill oh, a need. Yeah. But no, it crushed my spirit. And I, I realized that the only thing that I was going to be able to do was, was to escape. After escaping, uh, I was searching. I was out there looking for people to belong to and a place to mm-hmm. to fit in and a place where I could achieve my dreams of becoming a dentist. I was homeless, somewhat of a vagabond. I ran around with some some other misfits, but in my travels, I was able to uh, 
come up to this other homeless guy, big hairy dude, kind of scary. And this bum, he was being such a jerk to everybody, just wrecking stuff. Mm. And I sort of wrestled him down and I, I ripped his tooth out. Whoa. Yeah. And it was intense, but man, it calmed him down. I think it calmed him down because it knocked him out. Maybe the sure. pain yeah, was just ripping, right. ripping Stunned him. Yeah, a tooth out. <laughs> but uh, he quit being such a nuisance. And, and from that point on, everyone recognized me as a dentist. So, you know, I never went to school. Didn't need to. School of life. Yeah. School of hard knocks. That's right. Yeah. So I went back to the place where uh, they had essentially imprisoned and yeah, abused, sure. abused me. <laughs> And, uh, and I became their dentist. <laughs> Stockholm syndrome, much. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you start us off, Matt? What's your Christmas album for us today? Yep. Excited to talk about this one. Like I said, this was the the album that really got me into Christmas music, and so it is, of course, the Die Hard soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> it's just guns and breaking glass. <laughs> No, no. The one, the album I wanted to uh, talk about today is uh, the Beach Boys Christmas album. Frosty the Snowman is a fairy tale they say. He was made of snow, but the children know how he came to life one day. This album is is sort of the formula for a lot of Christmas albums that came after it and still happen today. And that you've got their versions of classics. Mm-hmm. In addition to some original songs of their own, it's a Christmas album mm-hmm. built around their sound. They're not necessarily adjusting what they do to fit like, oh, we're going to do just standard versions of Christmas songs. Right. We're going to do them our way. To me, the strength of this this album is what the strength of the, the of the Beach Boys had in general, which is pristine vocal harmonies. Mm-hmm. That's what jumps out at me with, with this album. Which, from my understanding, it was... A response to the Phil Spector right, exactly. Christmas album. If I had to pick one song that everyone was chasing after mm-hmm. and still is, it's the Phil Spector produced Baby Please Come Home. The ultimate Christmas song uh, when it comes to bands and, and pop music. And, and apparently Brian Wilson was playing on the Phil Spector Christmas album. Oh, yeah. And his piano playing wasn't up to snuff to Phil Spector. Oh, my god. So gosh. I think he got kicked out of the recording session. Um, <laughs> Brian Wilson getting kicked out yeah, of the recording session. Right. And so, uh, so I think, in, in, as you said, this was kind of a response to that. It's like, well, they had put out Little Saint Nick, which was a huge hit it was it was kind of like okay we, we need to strike while the iron's hot so they hurry into a recording studio and crank out nine ten other christmas songs in mm-hmm. like a month and okay and, and put out this album the other thing i love about this album is is the cover it's like they've just all come back from you know not surfing all day <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're all you know decked out in like nice cardigans and they look like the wholesome all-american boys yeah and they're decorating a tree and then i like to imagine that they get done with that and they all put on like the same kind of like night shirt and they get in the one giant bed <laughs> and put on like a nightcap and <laughs> snore in harmony <laughs> yeah that's right they're like huey doing and louie or something right. and they probably brought in the christmas tree 
like all together holding oh, yeah. it like a surfboard. Like the surfboard. Yeah. Yep. yeah so. Everything in sync. <laughs> That's the image they put up. Right. Meanwhile, Mike Love is over there wearing a Grinch hat and being the worst. <laughs> this is their first their hit, Little Saint Nick. It's the Little Saint Nick. <laughs> this being the, the 60s and, and you know, as we'll get into a little bit later uh, somewhat of a rush job there's yeah. some unintentionally <laughs> funny parts to this as well but i don't know 20 years ago or so john fogarty got sued by the other members of ccr oh, uh, really? for plagiarizing himself oh dear yeah he, he had written uh he had released i think it was the old man down the road mm-hmm. and then the, the former members of credence clearwater revival sued him for plagiarizing himself which i didn't know you could do that's wow um but you know someone probably could have sued the beach boys for plagiarizing themselves because this is clearly you know little deuce coop yeah just kind of reworked a little bit to you know strike while the iron's hot getting into christmas season having said all that i mean to me this is probably one of the top you know, 10 quintessential Christmas songs that, that I think about. And it's got such a Beach Boys sound to it mm-hmm. that I often forget that it's even a Christmas song, you know, because it's, it's just got that, that driving rhythm to it and the harmonies that, that make the Beach Boys what they are. I want to meet Santa Claus, a real, real Santa. They're very literal in the, yeah. the lyrics. Too. I love that they set up the, I guess the kid, and then the, and then the older brothers letting us know. Yeah, in case you missed it. Yeah, he wants to meet Santa. Let's be clear, he wants to meet Santa. <laughs> Ooh, they just gave away the secret. Yeah. <laughs> All right, kids, don't listen to this episode. There, there's something very innocent and uh, you know nostalgic about this one of the feeling of of being a kid and mm-hmm. and you know the wonder and, and excitement of wanting to wanting to go see Santa Claus. I mean, I, I look back at the pictures of, of of when I was like five and six. Mm-hmm. And I'm like terrified sitting on Santa Claus, right. Santa's lap. You're not gonna touch that beard. No, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to yank that thing on. But it was like you go sit on this strange guy's lap and tell him your innermost secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I guess when you're five or six, what you want for Christmas, those are your innermost secrets. Right, exactly. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't think this album is strong from the standpoint of like the original songs that they wrote mm-hmm. for this. Um, and I would never say that this was like a classic Christmas song, but I think it, it captures a feeling that surrounds Christmas. Yeah. I like at the end of this one that to preserve belief in Santa Claus, they mm-hmm. make sure that they put in the lyrics. <laughs> He's just helping Santa Claus. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know? That's right. So if any kids were listening to that, their dreams weren't dashed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Love told me there's no Santa Claus. He would too. Yeah, he would. Golly. He wants to tell everybody he's Santa Claus. 
hopefully one day we'll do pet sounds and that's when we can really get into how Mike Love is the worst. <laughs> we'll let him off the hook for now. We mentioned earlier that you know, this album was somewhat in response to the Phil Spector Christmas album. Right. I forget who does the, the Frosty the Snowman on that album. Is it the, the Ronettes? Ronettes. And that's such a classic Christmas song. That, definitely prefer that one to this one yeah it's interesting to hear this version because this is you, you could hear this being the version that would be in a frosty the snowman tv special yeah where it's just yeah it's just got that feel like it would be the the opening credits to like a cartoon yeah where the, the, the ronettes version is is the ultimate frosty the snowman there are so many christmas albums mm-hmm. and each year you have artists putting them out they're having to try and figure out what hasn't been done. Right. Or, you know, they just kind of mail it in a lot of times. Yeah, you either either do something completely different mm-hmm. or you try and stay true to what everyone knows. Just in case you were having fun this Christmas, we're here to put a stop to that. <laughs> vocals are too high in the mix so it it brings that walking harmony mm-hmm. into the forefront and it just sounds kind of creepy <laughs> and the song is a little minor keyish yeah you know yeah, yeah. it's not really until the westward leading still mm-hmm. proceeding that that it sounds kind of pretty to me mm-hmm. before that it just sounds kind of creepy and weird <laughs> yeah it, we three kings is is one of those church christmas songs mm-hmm. it's, it's always been one of my favorites it's it's not one that, and maybe for all the reasons you just mentioned, but it's not one that gets covered as a radio-friendly Christmas song no. very much, which is, you know, probably makes sense. But the song in and of itself 
is one that I think of being a closely related to a Christmas Eve service. And so, mm-hmm. I, so I, I have very fond memories of going to church Christmas Eve and candlelight services and, and, and this song being played. The other thing I like about this version is, you know, it, I think it does show the Beach Boys at their heart were a, just a fantastic vocal group. Right. You know, uh, right. built on harmonies. I feel like every sort of vocal acapella group that's come since, whether it's pentatonics or a straight no chaser, all those kind of acapella vocal groups, you really owe a lot to the sound of like that the Beach Boys were able to produce with their vocals. It's sad that what came out of the brilliance of the Beach Boys are things like pentatonics. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a fair point. <laughs> but I do agree that as a vocal group, and the genius of Brian Wilson, his songwriting, it, it made them really special. jerk song i'll be home for christmas yeah hey good news i'm gonna be home i'm gonna make it home this year before we hang up could you make sure there's some snow i have a checklist yeah I, i'm gonna need snow i'm gonna need mistletoe i'm gonna need some presents under the tree yep i probably won't be bringing any yeah but if you please make sure and take care of that for me and if you don't do that i ain't coming <laughs> in your dreams in my dreams if only <laughs> A lot of demands. Man. It's like a selfish college student who's <laughs> coming up for Christmas. I'm coming home. You're yeah. going to do my laundry. Right. <laughs> I'm really only going to spend like 15 minutes with you. Yeah. I got to go see Tony, Big Stew, <laughs> Tiny. That's right. Riri, Hambone. Dirty Mike. <laughs> Cyclone, Wild Man. One Eye Willie. <laughs> and Doug. That's right. I'm going to be home really late. I'll try not to wake you up, but no promises. And uh, if you guys could uh, keep it down in the morning when you go to work, because I'm going to be sleeping in. See, they just covered up with sugar and strings and harmonies. Yep. A bunch of jerks. A bunch of jerks. (laughs) Where did that come from for the hurricanes? Carolina Bunch of jerks. Um, Don Cherry, who was now former CBC Canadian Broadcasting hockey analyst got upset at the hurricane celebrating doing their storm surge. Do you know about this? No. So then when they win a home game, they do some choreographed like celebration. The, the wait, the, the players? Players, yeah. So the, the, the first one they did. <laughs> I like to think of it like the Rockets on ice. <laughs> kind of is. Yeah. So the, the first one they did, um, they just kind of lined up. They do this like clap, the sort of synchronized clap that the crowd does. Okay. And they build up. And then they, the first one they did, they then skated to one end of the ice and like jumped into the glass just all together. I think that was a spontaneous thing. Then they started doing these choreographed things where was it Vander Holyfield came out and they did like a boxing match with one of the players. They've done one where they brought out a basketball goal and one of the players dribbled a basketball and then dunked it. 
Are they on ice skates? They're on ice. They're on ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so they just do all these like choreographed celebrations, and then Don Cherry said they were a bunch of jerks that they were like grandstanding yeah. essentially. So oh, that makes me really happy. Yeah, the fact that now it's everywhere on right. T-shirts and everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, That's good. Yeah. Speaking of good, yep. I'm going to play a good old song for you now called "Old Lang Syne." Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and days of old exile? Hi, this is Denny, and speaking for the rest of the guys, I'd like to say that it has been a great pleasure for all of us to bring you this Christmas album. We hope you will treasure it the way we do. And if you ha- happen to be listening to this album right now, Mike, Brian, Carl, Al, and I would like to wish every one of you a very Merry Christmas, and we hope the new year brings you as much happiness as this year has brought us. Thank you very much. Did someone get choked up at the end? Is that, is that what that was? Mike Love was choking someone. <laughs> he, he hit Brian Wilson in the throat to try and throw him off. There's so much gold in that. Oh my gosh. In that song. Hey guys, we got one more. Uh, do we have time to practice it? Nope. Nope. <laughs> hey, do I have time to read my lines? Nope. Just read it off the cue card, Dennis. Yeah. When he reads the names, even, it's like he has to think about each person. He's like looking up at the ceiling, counting on his finger. Uh, Carl and uh, 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 Bingo and, uh, and, Bone. and Frosty. <laughs> and I love I love that like he trips up yeah. in the words and they just like go with it. It's like, oh nailed it. Yeah. Oh, oh one take Dennis. <laughs> and they, they probably were like, we've got to get this album done. Can you read the words, Dennis? Jeez. Why Dennis? I wonder why they had him. He's the cute one. I, I love that so much. Yeah. For me, Matt, that album is fun. A lot of the traditional songs they do feel sleepy Mm -hmm. but the high moments on that one like little saint nick and and even frosty they're a lot of fun and it's just cool to see a band like the beach boys to hear them doing christmas songs that's one of my favorite thing about christmas albums is getting to hear an artist in their style Mm -hmm. when they do it well play and sing christmas songs and it's definitely an album of its time no doubt about that it sounds like 1964 beach boys as well gosh i wish after pet sounds that Brian Wilson would have gone and done a Christmas album. It would have been the best thing ever. Oh, yeah. He would have kicked the other guys out of his bed, though. They wouldn't be all hanging out in night shirts. No. Waiting for Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. So, Matt, it's my turn now. Like I said, I collect a lot of Christmas music, and I love it. And I'm always searching out new albums and old albums and trying to do a virtual crate dig uh, to find you know, incredible versions of songs. And a few years ago, Casey Musgraves put out a very Casey Christmas. And, uh, <laughs> it's very... a very Casey Christmas sounding title. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm excited to, to listen to a lot of this. Um, I will say that some of the ones that she does on this 
are some some classics uh, like uh, I Want to Have a Potamus for Christmas mm-hmm. and Feliz Navidad. When my family was asking, like, oh, which albums are you going to do? When I mentioned that we were going to do this one, they all went, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they were like the, her versions of those songs are the ones we skip to the oh other Christmas stations, which is, which is interesting because, like, we do typically like her other stuff. Yeah. Having said that, we're basing that really on, like, two songs that they've heard. We're very loyal to the originals, particularly of Felice Navidad. Yeah. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. All right. Well, we'll <laughs> to see. To change my mind, Stevens. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see how she does. We'll see. I, I have confidence that Casey will stand up. It's interesting that you mentioned the Beach Boys setting a, a standard or a mm-hmm. pattern to follow with a Christmas album that's doing classics and doing some originals. Uh, with this one, I think that she does a great job with classics like Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Her Rudolph is fantastic. Uh, what are you doing New Year's Eve? Have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. She does great with those, but I'm going to be focusing on her originals and some of the more unique ones. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start off with one of the more unique songs that you don't hear covered a lot. Uh, this actually saved the song for me from the terror that is the chipmunks. And so <laughs> this is her Christmas Don't Be Late. All right. chipmunks are grating to my soul (laughs) and (laughs) the cause of nightmares and so this song has always been terrible to me but then when i heard her (laughs) sing it as just an actual song right without the annoying high-pitched chipmunk noises and and the talking and yelling that wasn't the chipmunks (laughs) (laughs) i do appreciate the fact that she does it pretty straight on i mean like she does it true Mm-hmm. From a, a rhythm and, and tempo to the original version of it, and yeah, that, that's that's fun. Yeah, she shows it's a strong Christmas song. Mm-hmm. It's just annoying <laughs> when the chipmunks do it. This next song features Willie Nelson, and it's called "A Willie Nice Christmas." What is she talking about? (laughs) 
It's <laughs> yeah, it's funny how many drug references there are, though. <laughs> I hope you stay higher than the angel on top of the tree. <laughs> let's make a christmas song about getting high and if casey musgraves did leave those special cookies for Mm -hmm. santa claus Mm -hmm. he's not making the rest of his rounds (laughs) on christmas eve no you're not helping yeah and that selfish college student's gonna come home from hanging out with his (laughs) friends at like 3 a.m and be like sweet some cookies (laughs) (laughs) that's a fun song there that's the type of song that you look for on a Christmas album of it's again, it's, it's true to who she is, you know, her, her sound, her voice. You know, th- that's how a Christmas album should be. Yeah. It's fun. Another guest she has on here is Leon Bridges. Hmm. And this song that she wrote with him, it's called present without a boat. The holidays just song mm-hmm. talks about how the fire has gone out in the relationship but without one another that christmas isn't the same two of probably the best on a new talents mm-hmm. over the last eight ten years or so they, they sound really good together also when she sings about candy canes is she singing about smoking weed <laughs> i'm pretty sure i just assume she's always singing about smoking <laughs> <Yeah>. weed <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when she says standing all alone under the mistletoe, she's reaching up trying to smoke it. <laughs> Wait, what are we supposed to do under the mistletoe? Take a hit? Okay, good. Did it. Nailed it. This is the one that turns the Lale family off. Huh? Only because they they loved the original so much better. You know, it's funny though because the original version of the song was not a song I heard a lot growing up. No. I mean, I don't feel like it was one that got played on. You know, when the when the local 
you know, adult contemporary stations would change to Christmas music around Thanksgiving. I never heard this one. No, it's a novelty song, right? And it, and it's, I feel like it's only only with the sort of advent of you know of a satellite radio and just nonstop Christmas music and multiple stations. That's when when I feel like I've heard the song more and more over the last you know six or seven years. Yeah, that's um, right. But yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it, it's it's a novelty song, but I feel like I hear it more and more every year. Not only the Casey Musgraves version, but the original version. It's a novelty song. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> but then when she does it, she does it like Casey Musgraves. Mm-hmm. You know, she does it straightforward. She doesn't try and change it. Right. She just yep. does it, and you feel like she's kind of sincere, in, or maybe not sincere, but... And you feel like she's enjoying yeah. doing the song. Yeah. You hear that. It doesn't seem like some star comes in there, rolls their eyes, and is like, what do you want me to do next? Like, she seems like she's having fun doing right. it. To me, this is another one that she saved. It's not a, a, a typical song that an artist would do, right. but Casey yeah. Musgraves, she can do it. This song, I think, is a modern classic. This is Ribbons and Bows. That's a big step forward for you. (laughs) This song is so fun. It's a great song, but Mm -hmm. also the feel of it. I like Christmas songs that have sleigh bells in them. And this one's got hand claps, Mm -hmm. you know, like they're the Oneaters from that thing you do. It's just a whole lot of fun. And and there's still uh, some subtle drug reference. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but you can light me up. (laughs) I, I could see where that would be could be considered a, a modern Christmas classic because it's, it, you're right, it's got that, the feel of a fun Christmas song, the sleigh bells, hand claps. It's got the the longing and, and uh, love element to it that seems pretty pretty necessary for a, a good Christmas song. But yeah, that, that's a good one. And I do like the line, all the ladies down at the hair salon are going to brag about what they got or walk in dripping in their baubles and trinkets and their what, who's it's and whatnot. Yeah. But, Everybody can relate to that of your elementary school and you come back after Christmas and everybody's bragging about what they got mm-hmm. or these days, oh, look, there's another you know, luxury car commercial yeah. of a extremely wealthy family in their ridiculously nice house, you know, giving each other Lexi, Lexuses, <laughs> um, <laughs> Lexi, yeah, Lexi. <laughs> you know, and you're just like, oh my God, major eye roll and yeah. that kind of stuff. So I, I appreciate the, the sentiment of that song. Yeah, yeah. Melancholy 
When I think about this, I think of Christmas Vacation movie where he's emptying the, the pumper. Yeah. <laughs> and this is playing. Um, that's my go-to when I think of this song. Uh, do you think people in Hawaii at this point, when you go there, are a little fed up with this song? <laughs> Mainland tourists who come over and they're like, oh, Melikaliki Maka. And they're just like, yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we say Merry Christmas too. Yeah. Golly. <laughs> That's my case for Casey Musgraves. And it's what she does so well. She can do country and Western. Mm -hmm. She can move into pop easily. She can do these cute, kitschy, classic kids songs. She can do uh, classic standards Mm -hmm. that that you hear on the album, like Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I just feel like she is so versatile, and she's an incredible writer, incredible musician. I would love to review Golden Hour someday. I think that that is one of the best albums of the 2010s. I think this album should be listened to and will go down as a classic when it's all said and done. It does present itself as the complete Christmas album package. No song feels forced. Right. When most bands do a Christmas album, there are songs that you think, oh gosh, you should not have put this on there. You don't feel like they are in their own skin, mm-hmm. but she can she can do it all. Mm-hmm. If you want to go check out other Christmas songs that we like. We have a Spotify account for Finest Work Songs. Let us know your favorite Christmas albums on Finest Work Songs, either at uh, Instagram or Twitter. We'd we'd love to hear what you think, what you consider are the classic and and must-have Christmas albums. Well, we've... We've got one more episode left for this season, and that is our Listener's Choice Award. Uh, award? That is our Listener's Choice. <laughs> oh, my God. We've got one more episode left, and that is our Listener's Choice episode. That's kind of, Man, it's hard to talk with somebody to hear that. So keep an eye out for that. And until then, like Bobby Brown, we hope you keep hoping around. Merry Christmas to you from our friends Medium Heat. Uh, If you're looking for a good Christmas gift, you should consider giving the gift of Medium Heat to your friends and family. You can find their music at mediumheat.bandcamp.com. They do our theme song and many more incredible songs. You can also find them on Facebook at Medium Heat.